<laughs> Hello. Hey. Hi. Jackie Baby. Mackin' Baby Man. <laughs> What's up, dude? Not much. You um, want to tell the people at home where we are right now? Hi, people at home. Me and Mackin'. If you're not at home, go to your house. Yeah, get home. It's late. Um, <laughs> we love you. Yeah, we care about you. Um, we are in Mount Shasta. And to be specific, a place called Tosti Resort. Yeah. Um, little, and we're out here. A little songwriter retreat. Yeah, with a bunch of friends writing songs. Yeah. So. We've got the members of Bannock, mm-hmm. great folk pop band. Yep. So that's Anna Schofield, Jameson Bacon, and Benny. Benny. And Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny. I know your last name. It's okay. Someone here called me Nick once, so. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> we're not going to look it up right yeah. now either. Is this kind of your way? No, not at all. Hold it like this. I don't necessarily need to be. We're laying in bed right now, by the way. Yeah, in each other's arms. (laughs) Covered in duct tape. Yeah, for some reason things got a little (laughs) tapey. It's for for warmth in the recording, I heard. (laughs) Yeah, duct tape really insulates. Yeah, just the resonance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, we're all out here writing songs. We're going to play a little show tonight at the local bar. The Bass Hole. The Bass Hole Lounge. We played there last night. We did play there last night, and... And the people were lovely. They were great. Yeah. They were, like, the audience included, like, loggers. Yeah. And, you know, people who work at this resort. And by resort, I mean, it's like a bunch of cabins in the woods, basically, yeah, by like, a beautiful lake. Yes. Yeah. And um, so it's just, like, the local townspeople yeah. in this, like, small northern California town, just a couple hundred... I think it's, like, a hundred miles north of Redding or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's just, uh, you know, trees and space and lakes and mm-hmm. uh, people every now and then. And they all kind of come to this little mm-hmm. bar. And uh, they were kind enough to let us stay here. And then we've been playing, singing for our supper in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also literally, because they did give us food last night. Yes. <laughs> Which was really In exchange dope. for song. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's been really dope. I've never done it. Have you ever done like a retreat writing thing like this? I've never done anything like this before. It's yeah. given me the vibe of like I remember going to space camp when I was in sixth grade. It's given me that kind of kind of vibe a little bit. And I used to do these retreats at Catholic school. Uh huh. Where we used to just get real personal. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it kind of has that vibe. Well, today know? was nice because it was the first time we had a chance to kind of sit down and um, we've done a lot of writing. Yeah. But we, for the first time this morning, sat down and talked about how we're feeling, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Like, where you're at, where your heart mind. heart mind is at. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool, man. Everyone here is a very generous uh, spirit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and just extremely talented writers, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I honestly, I mean, I knew a lot of people... I mean, I knew you, and I knew a lot of people before I came here, but yeah. it wasn't until writing with them and watching them work and stuff, mm. watching you work and Sam and Anna and stuff, Yeah, you just realized, like, I have so much to learn from everybody. Same here. And so just much. really trusting people, and, like, it's so nice to just, like, let go of the 
you know, of the wheel. Yeah. Just let it fucking, because you're in the hands of such capable people that you can kind of just like mm-hmm. hit the volleyball around and then, you know, yeah. when you have a thought. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so and, interesting because like meditation and improvisation is so much about like silence and like sitting in it, you know, and so, so mm-hmm. it's like writing in a group, like just picking your moments of when to say something. Yeah. And when to just let it go and, and let right, it Right, right. And, right, and what comes out of that sort of like push and pull thing mm-hmm. is like really fun to do, <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, it is really interesting. It's like I think I was talking to Sam about this last night, just about how you know when you're a group this big, you know usually maybe there's about four to five of us working on a song mm-hmm. on average. I would say, um, you have to be like conscious of being a member like a crew member on this ship that's like sailing right. this song or whatever right yeah and um and sailing so the seas it, of cheese right it's it's a little you got seas of cheese sailing the seas of cheese is a primus album <laughs> oh i'm not a primus aficionado but super weird super cool i like imagine that primus is a heavy rock <laughs> yeah. metal yeah, it's so, it's like fusion metal rock, like it Les Claypool, like, like is just like a, Primus. He does all the music for South Park. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, so come on down to South Park. <laughs> that's crazy. Fans, man. And so he's he has this like weird bluegrass thing, but then he also does like weird slap like bass stuff. Oh, Les like Cla- that yeah. sort of like weird like do you know the jaunty song? stuff? Yeah, do you know the song John the Fisherman that was on like When I grow up, I want to be. One of the fishermen on the sea. I don't. Don't do do They're so weird, dude. Anyways, <laughs> what a strange band. Yeah. Jerry was a race car driver. Anyways, oh wait, you, you were in the middle. I didn't of know the, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were in the middle of some poetry, and I was just like, no, uh, fry. <laughs> no, no. We were just talking about like, oh yeah, just like giving being, up the ownership a little bit, letting right. go of the control a little bit, and just being like, okay, yeah, this we're only gonna make it to the. Well, mm. we're only going to make it to the end together, so... Right. Sometimes you'll disagree. Um, mm. Do you know that uh, Fleet Fox's lyric? Like, I was raised up believing, believing I was somehow unique. Coming here is like... A snowflake right. unique among snowflakes. Distinctly each way I could see. see. But now well, after some thinking, making, I'd say <laughs> I'd rather be... A functioning cog in some great machinery serving something beyond me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's nice to be a little bit of a cog. That's you know? beautiful. Yeah. Robin Pecknell, dude. What a guy. It's <laughs> funny. Like, I heard that song before, and, like, even that line didn't really hit me like that. Mm. And coming here, like, I really feel that way. Like, functioning... I mean, cog is a hard... Like, it sounds very... Mach- yeah, like, and, like, just do, like, I'm just a fucking cog. No, but, like, you're part of the... Yeah. The, the harmony. Right, yeah, just like a, like of a clock or something like that, like the many gears that are turning the hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude, so it's cool. It's cool, man. Because like even the song that we finished today, the wanted the where you, uh, when you wake up that song, mm-hmm. like I, I, that song doesn't really feel to me like <clears throat> any any one of us where it's like, oh, this is a Jack song that I helped with, right? Or like, or oh, is, song. Yeah, and so it just really feels like it was born out of yeah little moments of collaboration between many different people but it still feels it feels cohesive to me you know because we everyone who worked on it was 
riding that same feeling, I think, that right. initiated with it. And that's such a fun quest, like, to try to get out of your own head and into the head, or into the space of, like, okay, what does this song need? Yeah. And I've, I'm really impressed by everyone's willingness to go there together. Mm-hmm. Of, like, the, it's, like, a little bit egoless. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I mean, we're all yeah. songwriters. We all have an ego. For sure. And, like, probably kind of, like, yeah. a bit of an inflated one, because... I don't know. Songwriters can be like that. Insecure narcissism. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Um, it's almost like, sometimes I feel like art making and being an artist in general is like all about like refining your ego and like stylizing it so mm -hmm. that it's like hip. (laughs) Right. And then so much of like spirituality is about like dismantling your ego. So sometimes I wonder if those are at odds with each other. And then there's like, well, maybe I could be super cool if I'm super spiritual. Right, exactly. And that becomes part. Right. And that, Dude, man, there's this guy named Chogium Trumpa that Duncan Trussell talks a lot about. Okay. And uh, I think he either studied with Noam Karoli Baba or was his teacher. I forget. These are all just like freaking mm-hmm. enlightened teachers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Chogium Trumpa talks a lot about spiritual materialism, mm. which is basically just like spiritually themed, like egocentric stuff. So like basically like a a t-shirt that says namaste on it or something or like Mm. basically like getting caught up in the being branded as enlightened Mm. Mm. but you're actually just giving your ego like a new pair of clothes and Mm -hmm. you're not actually making progress necessarily you're just sort of like like for me sometimes I get caught up in talking about meditation and the identity of being a person who meditates rather than the practice itself Uh (laughs) yeah totally yeah um what was I going to say about that? Just, like, as songwriters, like, the same shit. Like, right. Get So, personally, I found myself getting so caught up in, like, um, that idea of being a songwriter and what that means right. and, like, what kind of feelings a songwriter has. What right. kind of thoughts does a songwriter think? Um, like, how much suffering should a songwriter have to have Ignore. on a daily basis or right. whatever. And it's like, it's because folk music in particular is about dismantling that barrier between you and the listener, and just like, it's finding those commonalities. So it's interesting because it's like, getting into your artist thing can almost like pull you away from who you're trying to talk to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Well, it's just, as, as you were saying that, that's what I was thinking, and like, um, I don't know, it's just... I feel like, I forget where I heard this, but I think it's just like an ism that is in the world about just like life is a practice of holding on and letting go. I feel, mm. like, I feel like that's like what riding is, you know? Mm. And then like also like with your ego, like when, when can you use it in a way that serves the community, you know? Because like ultimately Jesus probably had an ego, you know? He said, mm-hmm. like, I am Jesus. Yeah, hey, he's probably this. stoked about that. Like, right, yeah. this dude. But it, it's, he, he's, yeah, at least the mythology indicates that he was able to use it in a way where he was like, follow me, I can save you. And, like, he kind of needed to step into that ego for a second mm-hmm. to have this credibility of, like, yo. He had faith in himself. Right, but then was able to step out of it and be like, oh, I'm also going to die for everybody's sins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, being like, oh, Martin Luther King, like, got an ego in a sense because he, like, knew that he needed one in order to be the leader that he was or something, you know? Right. To build his platform, you can't be... Totally, like, no yeah. one and nothing with no name and no... <laughs> There's got to be a beacon that yeah. people can gravitate towards. Right, and so, like, 
I don't know. I think I feel like a lot of times in these conversations, it's like let's fucking destroy the ego, but it's mm. like, man, how can we like pick it up when it's useful and put it down when it's not? Right, and like. Let's be honest. Are we going to get everyone to destroy their fucking ego? <laughs> and, like, if we are, like, when? Like, You're right. 50 years from now or, yeah. like, 200 years? Or it's like David Bowie had an ego, and I'm stoked that he did because like, yeah. I love those records. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But it's tricky because it's, like, it's so often is the, the trap and, like, tools that were useful when you were young that you've outgrown. I think they do start as tools, definitely. And it's important to be grateful for them, to be like, yo, when I was a little friggin' dude, like, this protected me in ways Mm -hmm. that I, like, that's why this armor formed, and now it's too tight. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Now it's too tight. And so to to have the gratitude, but also take it off, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or try, you know? Yeah. I I was walking around outside this morning. (laughs) And I was like, I was trying to write this song. Or Let's I was talk just, about reality. I'm fucking. No, I'm, this is related to this. No, I know, but I just feel like really meta and conceptual right yeah. now. So I'm, well, glad you're, like, I'm glad you're grounding this <laughs> in an experience you had no. today. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was walking around outside and um, I was just like sort of throwing lyrics around. I was trying to write this song. Mm. I was just like speaking the lyrics to myself and I had my phone yeah. on voice memo and I was just walking and I was like, I would speak in rhyme, basically. No melody? No melody. Nice. And uh, as the song came out, I was like, this is so... Um, this is so simple. This is, mm. like... Um, sorry, what I mean to say, like, this is... Uh, I was like, maybe I should write something that makes me seem a little, like... Not makes me seem cooler, but, like... You know, sorry, I'm really no, <laughs> trying no, no. to get a hand on this. Thought. I feel like you're. Yeah, uh, there's a there's something in what you're saying. Yeah, that I'm, I'm trying like, to relate doing. it. I was thinking about how like that whole ego thing and being an artist and mm. writing songs that sort of like maybe develop a character in yourself or like rep- right. show a certain side of yourself. Right. Like you can lean into it. But nowadays, more, I just really want to be in the business of getting to the truth right and sometimes I guess why I mentioned this morning is because the lines were just really like yeah. stupid and like simple they were like yeah. I miss you or whatever or like I can't take it back you know like shit like that mm. and missing was, people only for the week yeah <laughs> no, but like, I, maybe I, I should you. mask this in metaphor right 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 but it's like why so people won't say it's <laughs> cheesy right like is that fear like, and also, is cheesy, does cheesy just mean, like, super, super true? Right, like, cliche for a reason. But I guess that's the business we're supposed to do, is say yeah. things in a new, fun, interesting right, way. Right, like, how much are we supposed to slant it, or how much is that right. convoluted thing unnecessary and just get in the way? Right. Sometimes I wonder, like, do I even really want to bother, like, playing those mind games? Like, what is that? Is it a Coldplay song, or it's just like, miss you? <laughs> yeah, uh... Or is oh, that the Blink-182 song. Oh, Blink-182, yeah, right? exactly. And it's just like, that's dope. Miss you. <laughs> Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. I miss you. Right, like that. Like, if they had said, like, 
I long for the hand holding of the ghost from Wichita. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like that'd be like what? Yeah, but then sometimes the it's fun to get into like the complexities of feelings. Right. Like, I guess feelings it's like are, are those of... are those metaphors reveal like are they adding to the truth? Are they or are, just kind of like are they deepening it or are they getting in the way? Yeah, I because I... sometimes you want to bury it in a couple layers because then like the effort getting there like. Mm-hmm. That, that journey yeah. and the details along the way like further the truth like meta- like figurative language being like oh I'm glad that you're able to say like this is like this because now I can understand that deeper mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like oh am I burying it in the sand too far in a way that's like totally <laughs> fuck yeah that's so true it's weird I feel like Chris Sampson like um like uh had us read like some sort of academic essay on like Bob Dylan doing that and like mm. when was he intentionally because sometimes in order to get your message across the finish line you need to make it subtle so that you know so you can say it to like to the king's face right and that way and all the townspeople can get where you're coming from and the king's like oh I uh, ha 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 but like yeah. doesn't get it you know like sometimes subtlety is advantageous mm. it's craft it's craft like, craft yeah it's like balancing craft and I don't know so much of like being a musician and writer feels like a life like <laughs> commitment or journey yeah. or something right so it's like balancing the craft and yeah. the art of it right and the just yeah revealing truth I right guess. and like the truth that you are looking for too like it's not just all like yeah it's why is it so self-involved too like right i mean i could just <laughs> fucking say like i mean those are our vessels they, like yeah ourselves are our vessels you know ourselves are our vessels and like our songs like it's like our like yeah. emotional histories <laughs> like i can look at that like my songs and just It's just so funny how attached to my life, right? My thing that I, the thing that I do, my craft is so inextricably attached to, like my spirituality and my life and how I see myself and right. And when is that helpful and when is that not helpful? Like when you step outside of your reality to get to a higher truth that maybe needs to. Like I think there's some old like storytelling cliche about like don't let reality get in the way of truth like. Right. If you're trying to shoehorn the facts of your life in, sometimes it'll be like, oh, no, I actually feel like this is this will be more resonant to say it this way. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yo, I'm so glad Joni Mitchell fucking got specific as fuck. Yes. Because, like, her Joni Mitchell-isms are so true to me. And, they, you and know? the thing about her is cool, <laughs> too. She'll be really specific, but not necessarily about, like, what she... Right. It's not like she's it's saying, not isolating. Like, we should learn to care about our the earth or something. <laughs> it's like she says, like she'll just paint this beautiful scene. We should learn to care about the earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, she like paints a beautiful, realistic scene right. of like I don't know, two people at like a bar, right, and them having a little conversation. Yeah. And one like walking away and the other staying yeah and then that feeling is, Richard you haven't really changed us yeah <laughs> you just romanticized god damn Richard man yeah dude that song we've cool. all got a Richard everybody's got Richard yep yeah man yeah oh I mean we've talked about I feel like maybe I've rambled about this on this podcast but just like 
there's a lyric on that Jeff Tweedy, the new Jeff Tweedy album that is uh, any fool can tell the truth. Mm. And it's just like, you know, pouring your heart out is hard. It's, it's difficult to be vulnerable sometimes and be honest. But and I talked about this on my last podcast, but just like, when is it useful? And just like, mm. like pouring your heart on the table. Like I could do that in a way that is selfish and means nothing to you. All right. Cause me and Chris Sampson worked a lot on this and I'm still wrestling with it or figuring it out. But just like, I do that all the time. Using the details in your life to get someone to go deeper into themselves as opposed to shutting it off from them. Yeah. Because if you just read me, like, your diary, it'd be like, okay. It's like, I kind of want to watch TV. I kind of want to watch TV. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you're able to be, you know, artful about it, mm-hmm. then I can get in on it with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's weird, man, especially having graduated and just seeing the path ahead and, and just making millions it's like where do i spend it <laughs> right exactly that's what stresses me out it's just like how many boats is too many boats <laughs> <laughs> nine <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> fuck that's one big boat <laughs> and s- six small ones <laughs> six <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> there are boats in our future, though, I'm sure. Boats on the bayou. <laughs> boats on the bayou, baby. <laughs> also, I feel like on the on the unfigurative language and shit, like, when is it indulgent to, like... Like, one of my problems with the third Father John Misty record, Pure Comedy, is I feel like so, there's so much of it where he's just, like, doing backflips. Just mm. to show you how how many dots you can connect. and Right, how complicated everything is. Right, and it's like, look how smart... It's like flexing in a weird way as opposed to just like... The, mo- the one moment on it that I remember that I really like is when he's just like very directly just saying, yeah, I was sitting at a bar with my wife and they were playing a Talking head song on the piano and I was just like, fuck, everything in the world is going to end in 20 years or whatever, but like, this is a nice moment. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's and that was my favorite part of oh, that record, yeah. and every, everything else was to me a little indulgent and and uh, flexy, but also maybe I'm projecting because I'm afraid that that's the way I am on songwriting. I don't know. Now we're getting to the truth. <laughs> little animal sense. That is the truth. There is mm. no truth except for a monkey. Um, yeah. Beating his fucking chest. <laughs> Dude, not to be all... I feel like I've just been talking about the Buddha so much today. But um, I feel like I feel like I heard on in some kind of lecture, Dharma talk, that like they asked him to summarize everything, like, to condense it down. And he, mm. came, and he came out and he was just like... <gasps> and that was it. <laughs> That's... Fuck, yeah. Or sometimes I just play like a G chord, and I'm like, damn, that's everything. Mm-hmm. You know? It's everything. It's some things. Yeah. It's nothing. I don't know. It's empty with a capital E. But yeah. I hope people can hear people um, doing songs and chatting in the background. I feel like that's a fun little... Oh, yeah, there's people in the background right now working on various things from yeah. folky jams to pop songs about kissing and... And uh, little robots to... Right, we are working on the robot record. Yeah. Mm, I am from the future. And I am from the past. 
I want everything to be a computer. And I want <laughs> things to be analog and slow. <laughs> Can we meet in the middle, baby? Perhaps that's the only way. <laughs> Can we just save the earth? <laughs> and I think about two... With science. Like, <laughs> with science. <laughs> Wonderful. Did you ever play uh, Pokemon Snap? No. Uh, those ancillary Pokemon games are so weird. It just I remember Dr. Oak, like you would bring your pictures back and you would be like, Wonderful. <laughs> if anyone played that game, you know what I'm talking about. I played Pokemon like Ranger. Oh, okay. Where you were just like a Pikachu walking around. Like, Ooh, that sounds really fun. It was kind of fun, or no, not Ranger, I think it was like Pokemon, I don't know, some fucking thing where you were like, a Pokemon saving other Pokemon, oh, and I know escaping what you're talking to about. the mountains or something. It's like caves or something. Yeah, it was fucking weird, man. They, you really can't beat those original games. Red and blue. And silver and gold, and... and oh, we've hey. got a friend joining us. Hey, it's, it's Sam Vendig, everybody. Oh, I have the same... Whoa, yeah. what are you doing in Oh, here? guys, get out! Oh. Should we leave? I... Um, we're transcending our egos. It's like you guys are having a moment in here. Yeah. Well, I actually have the same one, and that's yeah. what I used for the thing. We're doing a little uh, a podcast. Do you guys want to be on a podcast real quick? Or do we have to go right now? We no, we were just going to see if Jack wanted to... I hate music. Get are we live right on now? It and then... Oh, we're recording. I mean, it's not, like, uh, streaming anywhere. But I do have the red button going. Well, gee, I always wanted to be on a podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is uh, Anna Schofield. Schofield. Yes. I've been saying Schofield. I've been saying Schofield. It's okay, everyone thinks it's Schofield. You're the kind of the one, you're the shepherd here that's kind of like brought us all together. Guided the sheep to the pasture of... True. Mount Shasta. The pasture of love. So they call me. Sweet. Where are you guys at right now? How's it, what's what's up? Uh, We're writing a song, um, and we were going to get Jack's opinion on the lyrics. We were almost done... We were editing it because there's the theme is seeing faces in the dark, right? So right. it's about like demons from your past and like coming to terms with stuff. Yeah. But it the way we wrote it, it sounded like the person was literally insane, so we had to edit it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were. I didn't want to be like, <laughs> just going into some schizoaffective stuff yeah. and, oh, yeah, and like, be no, trivializing that. Wrong with that. Like, right. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, we didn't want to trivialize. You don't want to make schizo. it a gimmick, someone's yeah. true demon. We are pro, pro insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Making that very clear. Right, but trying to fo- like make sure you're getting your, the clear idea of like more being stuck in a memory. No, Sam, it's on my conscience, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when you're if done, you're healthy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's one way to look at it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to do improv with us? Improv? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, we just... Uh, do you want to do this real quick? <laughs> Which? I just Because oh, we only, uh, the podcast, we're probably going to end this podcast pretty soon. Okay, we're going to just, we'll wait for you. I'll be right up. What's okay. up? We're podcasting right now, it's Jameson. Hey, Jameson. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Cool. All right, bye guys. See you, Jameson. Bye, bye buddy. <laughs> Well, it seems like the outside world is, is calling us back. It's like, give me a break. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. I'm hibernating, lol. I can't do it, lol. <laughs> I can't do it, lol. I'm sick of that, lol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack. You've been busting my whole shit up this whole weekend, man. Everyone can has s- been busting shit. Can you stop? Last night was so funny. <laughs> Dude. Playing... Playing Mafia? Mafia for 
two hours. What a fun time that was. And has anybody played this game where you, uh, you're part of the mafia and some people aren't, you don't know who's who, and you like, it's kind of like One Night Ultimate Werewolf a little bit. Mm. And you try to like figure out. I don't know what that is, but I will say, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a silly time. Jay Boy, do you want to do some improv with me real quick before we close this out? Yeah, let's, let's have a little conversation or whatever. Okay. You guide me. <clears throat> So, you painted it red. I just thought that red was a good color for it. And it is a good color. I don't know. I don't know. Is it bad? I don't know if it's good or bad. It's a good color, but it... I'm sorry, man. I'm like... (laughs) This whole trip, I've been so anxious. Yeah. Like, my... I don't know if this is a podcast, uh, whatever. Right. How How does that feel for you? It feels like... This everywhere, mm. like physically. Jack is was uh, kind of jittering his hand up and down his arm. <laughs> yeah, right? um, like a little spidery. Yeah, spider boy. And I've been really bummed about that because I don't really necessarily know why. Because I've always mm. sort of worked on that. And has it been more anxious than normal for you? Yes, mm. and it feels different than it has before. Yes, and. I've been really, like, frustrated with that, and Mm. I haven't really, I mean, I know, like, the techniques that, you know, you learn therapy and stuff and all that kind of shit, but... Right. I don't know, I've just been lately feeling like, ugh, like, what? I'm really tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's hard, especially because I feel like with all the driving and we've been, like, doing a lot. Yeah. And then when your sort of reserves are, like, tapped, it's harder to fight. It's harder to, like use all those things that help a little bit when you're like in the red you know yes yeah and then I know for myself especially if I'm struggling with something repeatedly and I'm trying stuff and it's not working then I get frustrated with myself like fuck like I why why haven't I solved this yet I know I'm smart I and I'm trying yes <laughs> I was talking to Sam like yeah. when I was 16 I was like okay you know when, by the time I'm 18 when I'm out of high school like yeah. This will be done. Yeah, angst will be out of yeah. my heart. And then I was like, in college, it was like, okay, you yeah. know, I'm working really hard now to make it through this, and then I'm going to graduate from college and be like a healthy man so I can go live my life. Right, right, and right. And then now I'm 23, and I feel a lot of the same way as I did when I was 16. Yeah, and now they're just like less sexy. Yes. Because it's like sexy to be like fucking angsty and depressed when you're in <laughs> yeah. high school. And now it's like, okay, no one cares anymore that much. No one cares. And I just got to kind of gotta, gotta figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Someone said to me, like not like at me, but we were right. just talking about that. And she was like, yeah, being sad isn't cool anymore. Like after, <laughs> after college, like being sad isn't really cool. Yeah, it's fucking, that's real as fuck, you know. And... Funny when I mean talk about egos. Like sometimes there's yeah. a little bit of an ego to me when I'm like I'm the sad guy. Absolutely, like a hundred percent. Sad like, music. Sad I'm boy, sad. Blah, I blah, can't blah, blah, fit blah, blah, in. Blah, blah. Okay, that's okay. I'll just go for a walk and like stew in that and write a song right. mm. and bring it to songwriting class yeah. and then like listen to it smooth. Get my like fill for the week yeah, or something. Friggin'. Ooh. <sighs> but yeah, dude, it's different when that's super real. You're just your own self in this big big world. And, yeah. you know, it's. Connor Overs has this lyric, hold your sadness like a puppet. Mm, and. Whoa. I. What do you I make of like that? I feel like I've done that a lot. I. It. 
like I let it speak for me when I just feel like uh, incapable of speaking. Mm. And um, yeah, it's tough because it's like realistically, okay, that is one part of me that is real, but it's no more real than all the other parts of me. Exactly. Than my peace, than my anger, than my hunger, than my, you know, mm-hmm. shyness, than my, you know, confidence. Uh-huh. All that. It's all a constellation of fucking stuff. Yeah. And the older I get, I just don't even want to deal with the shit anymore. Like, I don't want to deal with the, like, angsty stuff anymore. Like Right. It's like, this again? Yeah. Fuck, wasn't that in season one? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even want to write songs about it even sometimes. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want to write about how I feel. On, <laughs> like, when I'm, like about myself or whatever right it can you can get a little sick of it a little frustrated mm-hmm. and just like god damn like i'm still on level one fighting this boss like mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought i'd be you know in those games where you think you've beaten a boss and then it like comes and then back he just emerges again like level eight and he's like by the way i like, didn't die last yes. time and, and like, he had fuck. fallen into a pool of burning lava and you're like motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like a water type in yeah. burning lava like a fucking Ganondorf <laughs> or some shit you're like I thought I fucking killed you so many nope. times <laughs> now I'm like a weird horse thing and you can call me Ganon <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Ganon baby that's super real man yeah and it's tough because it's like even though it is less appealing or culturally appropriate for us to talk about it is still valid like the wounds are still valid mm-hmm. you know and even if we have more shame around them now it's still okay to try to relate to them directly and just be like okay it's st- like maybe the fact that I'm struggling this hard just means that I need to approach it with a newfound sense of respect for like okay that's how deep this goes oh boy I need to have that much more compassion for myself you mm-hmm. know but sometimes I, I do the other way. I'm like, fuck, like, still this shit? Fuck me. Like, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, um, I just try to think of, like, seven-year-old myself mm, somewhere in my chest. Yeah. And, like, think of what it would feel like if I was just constantly beating the shit out of my seven-year-old right. poor seven-year-old self who just wants to right. have fun and like yeah, yeah. make friends and stuff it's like way easier to have compassion for that than, person yeah than now for some reason yeah and it's like well I'm just as worthy as he is mm-hmm. hey yo fuck that seven-year-old yeah fuck that kid <laughs> even though I tie shoes <laughs> I do not know what accent that no, was no neither did I <laughs> I think it was I, I can't even begin to tell you yeah I, I liked it you know it was uh, ambiguous it's a dialect of it's mine. It's a dialect of mine. But yeah, dude, it's been a very, I will say, it's been a very, very strange time mm. of my life. In your heart? Yeah, in my heart, in my mind, just... Do you, does it have a timeline for you? Like, is this like, man, this has been a weird week, weird month, weird year? I would say weird year, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, weird couple of years, weird... Yeah. Two years, maybe. Two years. Um, of just... I... Mm. I don't know. For some reason, it's been a weird two years. And for during that time, I wasn't maybe like... 
addressing it in like healthy constructive ways yeah and that's all even if it's like two steps back it's it can still be part of the forward progress ultimately I try to remember that it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard that's hard for me mm-hmm. to be like okay even like the <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> And, like, after Trump got elected, like, was this speech of just, like, yo, like, progress isn't always a straight line or something like that. And I, I love that. Uh, that's beautiful. I'm so glad you said that. I didn't really ever hear that. Yeah, dude, Obama coming in clutch with heart, heart yeah. wisdom. Yeah. But also, I mean, he was talking about society, but I feel like it's also true in your heart. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, like, will I be better for this struggle? Right. Right, and almost like I need to like if this doesn't come around as some glorified lesson, then it's just pain and it's just meaningless, and the world's just chaos. And then fuck, like you know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to sit with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is what it is. It's like this is just a thorn. Like this isn't some sort of. That's how I've been kind of seeing it lately. Yeah. Like this is just a thorn that right can be worked on. Right, and it doesn't have to mean anything necessarily. Right, like we can just move on. Yeah, I I think that's something new. Is like I'm trying not to attach so much meaning to right everything I think and feel. Yeah, or so because sometimes it's helpful and cool, and it's like oh, the fact that we make meaning out of it is beautiful. That we can take some sort of impact and then shift it into some poetry or some lesson, and like mm-hmm. that's a cool response. Yeah, but sometimes it's like oh no, dude, you don't need a freaking tie a bow around this. Like you can just walk away. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... I appreciate you just, like, you know... I We just a, got to a certain point. And you're, I, just, I just appreciate you, like, sharing your heart as it is. Like, that is so beautiful and inspiring. Thanks, man. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I... Honestly, like... <laughs> It's just been it's been really good to be here for sure. Yeah. Um it's just been tough feeling so out of sorts. Right. Um Yeah. And so when we started talking I was just like, Ugh, I just need to like talk for about sure, it. yeah. Always, dude. And I don't even really know how to articulate everything sometimes. Like I don't think you're doing a hell of a job. Just like <clears throat> But it's it's so funny, like you know what it is, like you feel crazy shit inside of you. Yeah. But if you're laying next to me and just looking at me, you're just like, oh, that's just like Jack. And, like, he's got some shit going on, but I don't know, like, what it is. Yeah. But for me, it's... And for you... Like, I feel stupid lying next mm. to you and saying this shit to you. Because if mm. I were you, like, I can imagine you looking at me and just be like... Mm. I don't know. We all have this shit. And right. we do all have this shit. Yeah. But fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man, because, like, yeah, it's interesting, like, when I'm able to externalize it with another human being mm-hmm. and see how they're seeing me. Sometimes it makes me feel dumb for feeling the way that I felt, and sometimes it gives me this sense of compassion that I didn't have for myself, like, oh, of course it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Like, yeah, that's mainly what my therapist says to me. <laughs> He's like, of course, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's very validating, you know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I like, I go like, I might, I get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm embarrassed talking about it because it yeah. sounds like I'm just whining about being anxious. <laughs> yeah, and I am kind of whining about being anxious. Um, right. I guess I don't know. To me, whining implies uselessness or some sort of like you know. 
like it's purposeless. It's just, right. It's like it's purely just yeah complaining to just mm-hmm. to complain and like I don't know if there's another word where it's like processing or something. Because like, to me, mm. this all sounds very useful. Mm-hmm. And I, but selfishly for me, it sounds useful because right. what like would I'm, that word even be? Processing, I talking, guess. <laughs> talking, talking about. <laughs> oh, Jay, boy, I could talk like this with you forever. Man. I know, me too. Um, maybe we wrap the pod and uh, you know, keep on making songs and shit. Yeah, just because sort of you know, I don't want to miss the times. Yeah, but um, not to keep, to shoehorn a lighthearted moment in here. But I would love to like freestyle rap with you or something. Okay, let's let's do it. Just as a little, there's a little button on this. Yeah, let's that we go. can get back to fucking reconciling the void. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Lay that beat down, fat. Let's. I was born in the city, but was raised in the wood. Raised by a pack of wolves who taught me how to eat good. Elk and bunnies and squirrels, all the most delicious things in the entire world. I came down to L.A. at 18. Started playing music in my guitar so clean. Saw my friend Mackin with his bass going dumb. And I said, Mackin, you get good tone with your thumb. Mackin, take it. Uh, yo, I play the bass guitar. Yeah, trying to take my shit far. On an atlas, man, I'm trying to fucking come at this ass backwards, man. I'm trying to fucking pull a lateral with my own words. Yeah, I'm talking about my vernacular. It's spectacular. What? Yeah, I'm talking about a vocabulary. What? Yeah, it's fucking incendiary. Yeah, I'm trying to find some incentive, man. I'm trying to find your shit is so pensive. And I'm just trying to get literal, man. And I'm just trying to fucking... Find some collateral for my heart so I can go get my phone from the movie theater. But the attendant's always giving me the eye heater. He's always fucking giving me the stink eye, and that shit burns me. And I'm just trying to find some shit that can spurn me forward. Motivation at the train station, counting backwards until I have to go back Taking home. off. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yo, motherfucker, I'm the master of Christmas. Master of Christmas. Can you believe this? Happy holidays, motherfucker. <laughs> we were in the car freestyle, and Jack came up with this character, the master of Christmas, and it's my favorite. And he's like an alternative. It's really a wonderful idea that just... there's a master. And he's like, he's separate from Santa Claus. Totally he's separate. He's like trying to overtake Christmas. Perhaps, like just a higher rank than <laughs> Like, he's trying to pull rank on Santa. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not even trying. We just don't even know. Like, we talk about Santa because everyone's afraid. Maybe we're not allowed to say Master of <laughs> Like, of course, there's, like, yeah, fucking Santa's a dictator. Like, maybe there's a fucking, maybe there's an alternative option right. to, to Santa. Mm-hmm. The Master of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jack, I love you. Don't even get me started on the King of Hanukkah. <laughs> What a perfect place to end. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for chatting, bud. Oh, of course, man. Fuck off, everyone. Bye, Bye guys.